Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Happy Lord's Day, everyone. I'm so excited to be able to bring the Word of the Lord. We've had a wonderful service thus far. And today is really, uh, this is a very special Sunday for us. It's kind of a first time in history Sunday because it's a membership Sunday, but we're doing membership in a way that we've never done it before because obviously we're not meeting together. And when I'm done with this message, I want everyone, when we say the final amen, please do not tune off. Stay dialed in because we're going to take about 10 minutes and receive over a hundred new members today. And as part of our online family, as part of the CT family, I want to ask you to stay because we want to pray a blessing over all of those that we are receiving. So what's so cool about this particular Sunday as well is that we're starting a new series And it fits perfectly because not only are we taking new members in, but we have this entire new online CT family. And uh, we're working out how we're building bridges to that CT family. But we're going to be doing a series titled Becoming um, that will be dedicated not just to our new members, but to all of our online family. Becoming is how we define a win at Chicago Tabernacle. Over or just about, uh, just coming up on 19 years ago, um, it's, it's the 31st today, so starting two weeks um, ahead, uh, we planted the Chicago Tabernacle. And from the very beginning, we had a dream in our heart. My wife and I, we had a dream. We had a drive that was inside of us that this church would fulfill a very specific purpose. And that purpose was that people would become. That people would become all that God has called them to be. If you've ever gone on our website, for example, and you look up our mission statement, Chicago Tabernacle's mission statement is as follows. Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. The mission of Chicago Tabernacle is to be a place of becoming for all who long to know and serve the Lord. Becoming takes place as we pursue God, love with his heart, and devote ourselves to serving others into greatness. As we do this, we are transformed into his image and become all that God has called us to be. And so that's been, that's been our heartbeat. That's been the burning desire. We have not been driven by anything else except this, that the children of God that he calls to be part of this church, that they would become all that God has called them to be. And that comes right from 
a, uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and this is going to be our key verse. And we're going to spend the next, I don't know, we're going to spend several weeks with uh, some exciting guest speakers supporting us. And we're going to be talking about the Becoming Journey. So you don't want to uh, miss any of the upcoming messages. And I'm so excited that we could be talking about Becoming. And here's where it comes from. John chapter 1, verse 12 says this. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Now, we use this translation in your Bible. It might say the right to become, but even though it says the right to become, that word is very specific. It's actually a combination of right and power. It's a legislative word. The word in the Greek is exousia, and here's what the word means. It means power, authority, jurisdiction, and right. So it's not just power, it's also right. When the Bible says he gave the power or the right to become, it is a legislative word that is backed with great power. And here's what it means. It means when you and I put our faith in Jesus, when we receive him, when we believe upon his name, we become. Christ's resurrection power was an act of, Christ's resurrection was an act of explosive power that blew the prison doors of sin and death away from our lives. When Jesus rose from the dead and then we put our faith in him, the resurrection power of Christ was applied to every child of God and there is no chain, no devil, no evil, no past that can stop us from fulfilling the great plan of God. He literally blew away every work of sin and darkness. He triumphed over the devil on the cross, the Bible says. His resurrection removed all restrictions and hindrances to the kingdom opportunities made available to every child of God. That's why our burning passion and desire is to see every child of God take hold of the great opportunities and the great call the great special purposes that God has for our lives. It's what makes us rejoice. It's what makes us celebrate. It's the thing that gives us so much joy. Over the years, like our church has grown now, it's been 19 years later, and um, man, I'm amazed sometimes when I think about crowds of people walking in here. But can I tell you something? When we were just a handful of people, what we were focusing on was not the number of people, but the quality of the becoming. That's God's heart. It's God's will. Whether you are in Chicagoland, whether you're an online member Our prayer for you is that in 2021, you would become all that God has for you, all that he wants for you to be. I want to read this quote by uh, Warren Wiersbe, and then I just want to pray a moment. Warren Wiersbe said this, becoming a child of God is the greatest privilege Uh, Being a child of God is the greatest privilege in life, and becoming more like Christ is the greatest challenge for any believer. I need to say this as we go to pray. 
becoming is not necessarily easy. It's not easy because we have a flesh. It's not easy because we have the enemy who opposes our progress for the glory of God. But hallelujah, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And I want you to engage with me and I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to, if you're the head of a family, I want, to pray, I want you to pray for your family. I want you to pray for, for loved ones. I want you to pray for the body of Christ today. Because this is the will of God. Jesus Christ came. He lived a sinless life. He offered himself on the cross. He went into the grave. And on the third day, he rose again in power so that we could become. It's kind of like this. Our president, if our president wanted for us to go to war, he would submit to Congress, they would ratify, they would declare war, and then behind that legal declaration, there would be this release of, an arm, of all of our armed forces to ready, uh, uh, all of the weaponry, all of the power, all of the military might would be released to go fight against an enemy. That's what happened. God sent his son he paid the price, and then legally, legally, you and I can be declared free from sin, free from the shackles of death, and we have no hindrances in becoming today. So lift your hands with me, and let's pray for the body of Christ. Let's pray for our own families that all of the children of God would become. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you that this, Lord, this is Christianity 101. This is what it's all about. You came that we might have life and life to the full. You came that no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, no matter who our father or our grandfather was, no matter what sordid history, Lord God, or beautiful history, God, none of those things matter. What matter is that we have accepted Jesus Christ as our King, as our Lord and Savior, and therefore there is power released and available so that every child of God would become. And Lord, I pray that you would release your becoming power into our church family. I pray that your power would surpass culture. I pray that your power would surpass fear. And I, I pray that your power would surpass our past. And that you, oh God, would do something exceedingly and abundantly incredible, God, in every life. And that we would experience the abundance, oh Lord, that you died for. Your death meant our abundant life. So bless your people. I pray that this message would mark our year. That we would believe you day by day by day to become more and more of what you've called us to be, of who you've called us to be like, which is Jesus. Bless this word. Bless your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So I can't tell you how excited I am to be talking about um, becoming. And today what we want to do is really 
break down the process of becoming in, in some very simple terms. So the word become, here's what the word become means. It means to be born. You must be born again. It means to mature. It means to be assembled. And it means to be fulfilled. Isn't, doesn't that describe every, everything about the body of Christ? We're born again. We start to grow in God. We assemble together as one body. And then we fulfill not just the great call of God for ourselves, but the great call of God upon us, upon us as a church, as the body of Christ. Let the kingdom come. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Somebody say amen to that in your house. And listen, Listen, this is very, very important. N.T. Wright spoke about the, the writings of Paul this way. He said, in the modern Western world, pay attention. Religion tends to mean God-related individual beliefs and practices that are supposedly separable from culture, politics, and community life. For Paul, religion was woven in with all of life for the modern Western world, it is separated from it. In other words, everything written in the New Testament, everything written by the Apostle Paul, all of the epistles, they were meant to impact all of us. The way we view politics, the way we view uh, um, our sexuality, the way we view marriage, the way we view our employment, Everything that is written in the New Testament is meant to impact everything that we do and every day that we live. And brothers and sisters, that is the amazing, wonderful journey and process of becoming. It's God's will and it's God's way. And so what I want to do is I want to also bring in one other uh, 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 passage of scripture to really support the process of becoming from the book of Hebrews. This is very important for all of us to receive. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 5. It says, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers. The expectation was that all of the believers, not just pastors, that all of the believers, not just, not just uh, 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 someone who's in full-time ministry, but that all of the believers would grow and mature into the place that we could teach and lead others, okay? This is a very big deal for us in terms of what we expect out of the call of God upon our lives. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings, with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food, everybody say solid food. Solid food is for the mature who by constant use, every day, all day, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And so this passage actually breaks down the becoming process 
it has a slight negative uh, uh, connotation because he was correcting people who should, who should be further along, but that's not what we want to do today. What we want to do is look at Hebrews, look at the promise uh, uh, of John chapter 112, right? And then look at Hebrews and look at the expectation. Look at what Jesus will absolutely back in your life and in my life as he wants to grow us as the children of God. So what this is fundamentally saying is that becoming is not a one-time thing. What this is saying is you become a child of God, but then you start to grow. After birth, there are all of these growth points. And there's this entire process of growing into maturity. So it splits it into two basic stages. First of all, what this means is that becoming grows in God. When you are becoming, you're growing in God. Everybody say growing in God. And growing is the season of milk, okay, which is okay, it's good to have a season of milk. We've got, we've got four grandchildren and two basically are out of that season of the bottle and two are still in the bottle and it's all good because it's part of the maturing process. So growth is the season of milk and establishing healthy spiritual development. So if you're a young believer today, praise the Lord. If you've recently accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you may not know all of the things that are in the Bible, and you may not understand lots of things that, that we talk about, that's okay. We are so excited because you're part of the family of God, and you're on your journey of becoming. Everyone has to be born sometime and start that journey of development. And our, our spiritual growth takes place fundamentally, same thing as our children and, uh, and the same thing as the way we grew up is it's through nutrition, exercise, and cleansing. These are the constant things that have to happen in the life of a child in order to be healthy. Imagine leaving a, a, a six-month-old baby and never bathing them. So these are the things that are very, very necessary, but in the spiritual sense for every child of God. We have to feed ourselves. We have to get to the point where we're feeding ourselves. We have to do exercise so that we'll develop. We have to develop and exercise our spiritual muscles. And lastly, we have to constantly go through the process of cleansing. In fact, I would say that a person's ability to receive the cleansing power of Christ after they have failed is one of the signs of maturity. If you can't get over what you've done, you don't understand fully the power of God. You're still kind of in the season of milk. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about our church. Pastor Jake just took the offering. I remember baptizing Pastor Jake. Okay, he was born again, and I remember baptizing him. I remember Pastor Jose. Pastor Jose is the first disciple of the Chicago Tabernacle. 
And when we came here 19 years ago, he was part of this little group that threw in with us. And I remember uh, um, actually doing a, a, a one-on-one discipleship with Pastor Jose. I remember the first thing that Pastor Jose did. You know what Pastor Jose uh, uh, did for our church? We were meeting not too far from here in the basement of a church that was condemned and all throughout the week, homeless people would actually gather there. And so we would have to clean up before we had services. And I remember giving that assignment to Pastor Jose. He's a young believer. And Pastor Jose would take these bottles of Lysol. And there was a giant fan. And he would turn on the fan. And he would spray. And the Lysol would fill the whole place. And we would mop and clean. And, and I look back with great fondness upon those days. Pastor Jose's uh, uh, mom was part of the congregation uh, in heart and spirit. She still is. And can I tell you something? She would tell me if he went out and partied and, and did things that maybe he shouldn't do. But nonetheless, I am just blown away by Jose and his wife, Darcy. Darcy was also someone that sovereignly, she was one of the first people that started to be part of the Chicago Tabernacle family. She actually came from New York right when we came. And today, Pastor Jose is such an amazing man of God. We watched him grow. He took over the youth ministry. He's done all of these different things. Today, I have such a profound admiration for the both of them. Today, he's not just a guy I disciple. Today, he's my brother. Today, he's a colleague. Today, he is a leader. He is a very significant player. And you know why? Because he just submitted to the process of becoming. God is no respecter of persons. And you know what? Everybody here, we're just regular folks. But praise be to the living God that any child of God that will be hungry, we need to be hungry and we need to receive the great privilege it is. If you belong to Jesus, there's no greater gift. There's no greater privilege than, than to live for Jesus Christ. And if we'll just give ourselves, beginning with the milk, We'll just give ourselves to the milk, brothers and sisters, and begin to feed. I say all the time, read your Bible every day. Every day, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Feed on the Word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. It's good for us. We, have to, we need physical nutrition. But read your Bible. Spend time with God. If you're, if you're struggling with, with something and you're trying to serve God, but you're just battling with sin, you're, you know, don't you remember if you're an older believer, don't you remember if you came into the kingdom and you're, you had a foul mouth and you used to say, you know, filthy words, they would just flow out of you and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I just said that in front of Christians or cursed in church or all, all of those things. It's so awesome to just grow and watch the Spirit of God take hold of our lives and, and, and use us for his glory. So when it comes to, to the becoming process, we need to grow from little babies into maturity. Look at how the Apostle Paul put it. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 says this, and this is for all of us. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. 
We have a responsibility. We have an obligation, not in a legalistic way, but because of the great call upon our lives to mature and to become. And that means we go past, we grow past what is elementary and basic. I love this Irish proverb. Listen to this. There's an Irish proverb that says, you need to do your own growing no matter how tall your grandfather was. And can I tell you something? Growing in God, becoming, is you don't become just by association. If you're part of this church or another church, a strong church, praise God. But just because you're part of a strong church, that doesn't mean that you're strong. Just because you know strong Christians, that doesn't mean that you're strong. Just because you have a, a, a lineage of, of people who all serve the Lord, that doesn't mean that you're serving the Lord. We all have to grow and serve the Lord on our own, and there's nothing more wonderful, there's nothing sweeter than developing our relationship with Jesus. And so when it comes to becoming, it starts with us growing, feeding ourselves putting into practice what the Lord is teaching, and then finally maturing to the point that we absolutely receive the cleansing power of Christ. Anytime we ask God to forgive us, we don't walk in condemnation. We don't walk in guilt as children of God. We walk in the freedom of God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So the first thing that has to happen is we need to we need to step into that stage. And here's the last thing I'll say is, if you've not reached the place where you're reading your Bible on, the, on a consistent basis, start right there. Make 2021 the year that you fill yourself with the Word of God. It doesn't mean that you have to become some pastor. It doesn't mean that you have to become like this walking Bible where you're quoting the Bible all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying feed yourself. Take the time to nourish your heart. We eat food. We have no idea how it's going to transform us. Like, look, I'm Cuban, and I grew up on rice and beans. I have no idea how rice and beans takes a baby and makes them 6'3", but that's what they do. And you, you'll have no, we don't fully understand the power, the living power of the word of God when we take in the word of God. But if you take in the word of God, you will grow and you will be transformed. So that's, that's the, the growing piece. Now, secondly, becoming matures in God. Becoming matures in God. We go past we go past the milk season and we start to step into the solid food and then we start to be able to teach others and lead others and bless others. Okay, maturing in God means that you've gotten to the point that you're taking in solid food and living and here's how it manifests. It means that you become strong enough to care for others. In the beginning, sometimes we come into the kingdom. I, I was like this. I was brokenhearted when I gave my heart to the Lord. My life, my baseball career had been kind of 
you know, taken out from under my feet. And I came to the church. I was brokenhearted. And for a good amount of time, I don't know, uh, uh, maybe even uh, 12 months or more, there were a lot of people who were just carrying me. And I, I'm so grateful to those Christians. And, and we need to understand that when people come with hurt and pain, God wants to heal them, but he wants to use us to help carry them while they're being healed. And so this is, this, there's part of it, but then there comes a point where we have to start caring for other people. So it means you got to be able to care for others. You, you get, you're strong enough to set an example. You're strong enough to lead the way. Everybody say lead the way. Can I tell you? 2021 needs the body of Christ to lead the way. And the way that happens is not by some big program, not by some big political event. The way leading the way will take place is on an everyday basis. Your circle of influence, my circle of influence, the place where you work, the, the coffee shop that you go to, and on and on. We lead the way. The people we meet, we, we turn around and we start to serve them because we've been served. We've been strengthened, and now we're ready to care and to love. You know, when I think about caring, I think about my, um, I think about, I, I heard my oldest grandson who's six. Chrissy was talking to him about something that she was going to do for him. And you know what he said? He said, what about James, his little brother? And when you hear that, when you hear that in your spirit, what about my brother? Remember, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. And when you hear, what about my brother in your spirit? That's a sign of maturity. When we start to care about other people, and we're like way past, I'm so happy to be blessed and God bless me. But what about my brother? Now you're starting to grow. When you come to church and you're thinking about, what about my sister? What about my brother? Not just what about me. Not just what about what I need. But you get in a place where even though you're receiving and you recognize the need to recede, receive, you're like, what about my brother? What about my sister? Strong enough to care for others. Oh, that people would meet Christians on a daily basis and that they would feel the power of the care and compassion of Christ through us. That's maturity. I'm ready to care. Are you ready to care? Don't let this year go by if you know, hey, it's time to step up and to live in the maturity that God has for me. Don't let 2021 be about you. Let it be about Christ in you. Don't let 2020 just be about reaching your goals. Let it be about you reaching God's goals for your life. We call that maturity. Only what you do for Christ will last. When you're maturing, you care for others. You start to really set the example and you take on the responsibility to set the example. Yes, we are a role model. Yes, the way we live does impact people. I was talking to a, one of the brothers in the church and um, 
He, uh, he's a diehard, I mean diehard Bears fan. Weeks ago after the, the double losses, losing in the playoffs, you know, getting beat by the, let's not bring up bad things, right? But after the Packers lost, I saw him after that, that, and I mean, he had the hat, he had the jacket, and even the mask, Chicago Bears. And so we were talking about it, he said, you know, I used to be such a diehard Chicago Bears fan that I even shaped my church attendance around it. And sometimes I would miss church for the sake, depending on when the Bears came, he said, but I've outgrown that. The bears are important to me. It's a great thing. It's a lot of fun. But Christ is more important. And I don't let the things of the world shape what I do and what I'm called to do. He's setting an example now. It's a whole different level. It's little things that turn into a lot of things that all of a sudden, you can say like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Does it mean you're perfect? No, it just means that you're mature. No one ever reaches perfection. You know when we'll be perfected is when we see Jesus face to face. But we can really set an example. In life, and speech, and conduct, in purity, there are all of these different ways that we're called to set an example. As a child of God, the journey of becoming means that you receive that challenge and you say, Holy Spirit, work in me this year and teach me how to discern the difference between good and evil. Help me to be, to, to let the whispers of the Spirit guide me throughout my day so that I'll make the right choices, setting an example and leading the way for others. May the Lord help us to lead the way. Every Christian is called eventually to lead the way. It's not only our right, it's our privilege. It's not only our privilege, it's our responsibility. You know, there comes a point when you grow where you really start carrying responsibility. And if, if I'm talking to you today, receive the word of the Lord. Step up, carry the kingdom weight that you're called to carry. We're gonna pray today. Only what we do for Christ will last. Through the pandemic, when the pandemic is over, when the economy is, is, is on fire and doing great, or regardless of where it goes, we are citizens of heaven. We belong to a different kingdom. And we need to shine out. We need to, we need to show out for the glory of God. Let's be mature. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us to become. Listen to what Andrew Murray said. He said, in the Christian life, as in nature, there are two stages. The one of infancy or childhood, the other of manhood. In nature, the growth out of the one into the other comes spontaneously. But listen to this. In grace, this is not so. It is possible for a Christian to remain in a, in a sickly infancy all of his life, always needing help. 
instead of being able to help. And I want to pray for the Lord to help us to grow past infancy and into maturity. Jesus will get the glory. Jesus will get the honor. Can I tell you, as you mature, your relationships will be better. Your sense of fulfillment will be better. There's nothing like, and I'll close with this, there's nothing like being used by God. If you've never led someone to Christ, let this be the year that you lead someone to Christ. You'll, the, the joy of taking the role of a servant, the greatest among you will be the servant of all. So let's pray today. Maybe I'm talking to some, to a husband, to a father. And man, you feel like I'm just, I'm just trying to work and provide for my family. And I'm, I'm trying to keep my head up above water here. You know, and, and, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't have that much time for the Bible. I don't have that much time for the church. I'm telling you right now, if you give your heart and your time and your energy to God, God is going to bless you. God is going to expand your world. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And guess what? All things will be added unto you. So it's, it, by putting God first, everything gets better. If you focus on becoming, everything about your 2021 will be better. So come on, let's pray. And this is so individual. Think about some young lady in college, sophomore in college right now. This applies to her differently than it applies to a, a, a 35-year-old dad or, or, a, or a, a, a 65-year-old grandpa. But it doesn't matter where you are today. Until we see him face to face, we can become. Come on, everyone say with me, I can become. Come on, I can become. We can become, Lord. Lift your hands with me. Hallelujah. You want to talk about something beautiful in the sight of God that your family would become, that your walk with God, that God by the Holy Spirit will help you to become. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands, Lord. We want to become, Lord Jesus. We want the, 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 the Chicago Tabernacle family to become near and far, oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Oregon, oh God. In Texas, oh God. God, help us to become, Lord. In Florida, Lord, we want to become, Lord. Nearby, oh God, in the suburbs. Move by your mighty power, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.